0: The following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: As we near the anniversary of Tate Rowland's death, I often wonder how so much focus was put on the satanic panic.
0: Satanic panic is still around these days. Well, it's more like moral panic. Yeah. For example, QAnon spreads moral panic, which is essentially the same as satanic Mm -hmm. panic, just a different subject.
1: Yes, that group definitely spreads moral panic. Though groups that spread satanic panic ruined people's lives, or in this case, robbed a family of their time of grief.
0: There's way too much of that crap floating around these days. Another example of technology enabling individuals and groups to spread lies and disinformation. It comes from both ends of the political spectrum. Right. From religious net jobs and of course even from the government.
1: I completely agree. I noticed in the newer season of Stranger Things, the writers have brought back to life a little bit of that satanic panic
0: yeah great show and on with this show you are listening to unexplained realms the podcast
1: i'm your host and joined by co-host and producer eddie b hello everybody and this is the true story
0: of the death of tate rowland
1: July 26, 1988, in Childress, Texas, the body of 17 year old Tate Rowland was found. The teen had hung himself from an apple tree along a dirt road not far from the town of Childress. The teen's friend, Chad Johnston, claimed to have witnessed the suicide and ran to Tate's home to alert his parents. Tate was a well-known teen in the town of Childress. Many would say he had a wild streak in him. And the sheriff's office were well acquainted with this teen as he was a bit of a drinker and known to race around in his pickup blaring loud music. Pete's girlfriend, Karen Hackler, was a cute blonde, the daughter of a prominent farmer in the area, though their relationship was anything but romantic. The two fought constantly, and were often seen chasing each other up and down the road in their cars. A lot of jealousy and arguing caused these volatile fights. Often, Karen would try to break up with Tate, but he would harass her. Driving by her home, spinning his tires in the gravel, causing it to spray at her house. Her family alerted authorities, but nothing was ever done. Karen's brother, Kevin, threatened Tate to stop harassing her. but Tate attempted to run Kevin over. Tate was eventually arrested for assaulting Karen when he jumped over the counter at a convenience store where she worked nights. During the court hearing, jurors saw the two teens hugging and no further indictment was issued for the teen. Tate's father, Jimmy Rollin, Grew tired of the constant fighting and complaints from the Hackler family. So he sent Tate to live with a relative in Louisiana. In the spring of 1988, during the time Tate was living with a relative, Karen met another young man in Childress and married him. This sent Tate into a tailspin. He was shocked. But friends and family said he quickly rebounded and was his normal self. Only while having a few beers would he show some grief over Karen. When Tate was found hanging from a tree July 26, 1988, it was a complete shock as he had shown no signs of depression or being upset. One hour before his death, witnesses noticed him in a local supermarket parking lot. He had made plans with a few local women to help coach them for their softball league and told his friend Bobby Reynolds he would split a 12-pack of beer with him later. He then drove away from the supermarket with another friend, Chad Johnston. Chad is the friend who alerted Tate's father, Jimmy, and stepmother Brenda. Stepmom Brenda remembered the day that Chad came to their home to tell them. He had no tears no panic, and was calm as he relayed the information. Tate's parents rushed to the tree and found Tate hanging, dead. His father, Jimmy, cut him down. Chad, who was only 15 years old, was not a popular teen. He was often described as quiet and very new to the town. Chad told the sheriff that he and Tate drove to the area of trees to listen to some music. He claimed that Tate drank a few beers, then threw a rope over the limb of the tree. He said he was going to kill himself. Chad claimed that Tate even told him where his funeral should be. When Chad went to throw a beer can in the bushes, he claims... Tate hung himself and died, though the sheriff determined that there were two rope burns on Tate's neck, one above and one below the Adam's apple. There was a belief that Tate may have been strangled to death, then hung to cover the murder. Chad was interviewed a second time and changed his story then claiming that Tate failed the first time he tried to hang himself. And the two went back to Tate's house five minutes away to get another rope. Chad claimed he didn't tell the truth because he was afraid of being in trouble for not helping Tate. The sheriff had no other evidence to dispute this as a suicide the funeral family members noticed a woman all dressed in black she stood in the back of the room spoke to no one and slipped away before anyone could determine who she was during the service a young man in the front began saying the word suicide over and over for no apparent reason days after the funeral the sheriff's department received a tip from a high school student that about a quarter of a mile where Tate died a cow's skull was lodged into a tree with logs and rocks surrounding the base of the tree the sheriffs believed it was some type of altar in other incidents An officer saw a figure standing by Tate's grave as he drove past the cemetery. And later finding spit all over the tombstone. A cross burning on his grave. And a local teacher's dog had been stolen and appeared to have been sacrificed. Some believe it was just kids playing pranks. Though, by the time school started again, the rumors were swirling around that Tate was in a cult and was murdered by cult members. The rumors stated that he was murdered because he would not bring the cult a blonde blue-eyed child for a sacrifice. And the rumor elaborated specifically the child was to be one of his sisters or stepsisters. The rumor soared even higher when reports of cars driving into the grade school parking lot were made. And many students claimed they were asked to get into vehicles. No one was arrested or caught in the act of this, but it raised everyone's concern in town. Brenda, Tate's stepmother, received daily phone calls regarding Tate's involvement in a cult. A local farmer stated he witnessed the two boys arrive at the tree and later leave. But they did return. But still, more and more rumors persisted. A local mother stated that she noticed teens at a park moving gravel around to write 666. And theories even came from other locations. The police department in Lockhart called to say that a young girl had a dream of a boy being hung by a satanic cult. And her parents were directly involved in the cult. She stated that the cult met at a vacant home and that it had a red porch light. The house was said to be located east of Childress in the town of Kirkland. She also claimed these members had run down and killed a young boy with a vehicle years prior. After some research, the sheriff did find a home that had a red porch light, but it had been burnt to the ground, and also found a case of a 15-year-old being hit and killed when walking home from his job as a dishwasher. Near Halloween in 1988, the starting lineman for the high school football team took several friends to the cemetery as they heard a rumor that a colt was going to dig Tate's body up. They thought it would be fun, but when they got there, they heard music playing and a vehicle's lights turned on, following their truck well into town near the courthouse. Shortly after this Halloween incident, local teen Ray Wilkes was arrested. He had stolen a car, was drunk, and hit a power pole. During his booking, he told an officer he was part of a satanic cult and was present when Tate was hung. Later, he recanted the statement, saying he was so drunk, he doesn't remember making that statement. Though many locals stated on the back of the Wilkes home, the words Devil's Den or Devil's Bin were painted. Ray's father, Frank Wilkes, stated it originally said, I love Letty, painted by Ray to impress a girl but Frank made him cover it up. It seemed everyone was being accused of being a cult member, including Tate's former girlfriend, Karen. Many said she had books about witchcraft and she had lured Tate into her cult. Tate's death had never fully quieted down. When his sister, Terry, died, Of all places to pass, she was found dead in the Devil's Den, or also known as Frank Wilkes' house. Terry was an adult by this time, had four daughters, and was going through a marital separation. She had a new boyfriend, 28 year old ex con Ricky Bradford, a close friend of what Frank Wilkes. 22-year-old son, Darwin. Both men had been convicted of assault at one time or another. Terry was partying and drinking heavily within this crowd. On the night of Terry's death, she was drinking with Ricky, Darwin, and a few others at Frank Wilkes' home. Frank Wilkes was currently incarcerated at this time. After drinking twice the legal limit of alcohol, Ricky and Terry went to bed in one of the bedrooms. But Terry didn't stay in bed. She got up, attempted to move around, but collapsed. She was helped back into bed, and by 9.30 a.m. the next morning, Ricky claims she was dead. An autopsy revealed she choked on her own vomit in the night. Of course, many believe that her death was linked to Tate's. But there was no evidence to support this. It wasn't a secret. Terry did not believe Tate took his own life. She believed someone else had a hand in it. A few weeks later, Darwin Wilkes attempted to take his own life by taking pills. He left a note stating, I know something that the cops don't know. I know who killed Terry. I can't live anymore. He survived his attempt, and when he recovered, he told the sheriff he could not recall writing this note. July 27, 1991. Tate's body was exhumed and an autopsy was conducted. A forensic pathologist from Amarillo, Texas, Dr. VC was brought in to investigate Tate's death. He believed Tate may have been strangled before being hung. Once the body was exhumed, it was extremely decomposed and the doctor was not able to make any conclusive statements. Though the autopsy did show the drug Elevil which is a drug that Darwin used during his suicide attempt. In October, 1991, Terry's body was also exhumed and autopsied. It showed she passed from asphyxiation. Though they found multiple contusions on her, in her thighs and in her mouth, indicating blunt trauma from an assault. Ellaville was also found in her body. The doctor expressed concern that someone held Terry down while someone else may have smothered her. The deaths of the brother and sister have never been labeled murder, though speculation is high. Was there a cult in Childress, Texas? Was this just satanic panic? To this day, not one resident of this town has ever admitted to belonging to a cult. Will we ever really truly know if this was a satanic cult? Or maybe we just leave this to the realms of the unexplained.
0: Some believe Terry was murdered because she knew too much about the cult. Mm-hmm. But of course, this is merely speculation. Who knows what to believe about anything anymore? I
1: know, but I, I feel like with this story, what bothered me the most was what if these, these people, like the, Tate, for example, what if he was actually suffering from depression? Losing the girlfriend actually sent him into this tailspin. And spin.
0: sometimes people don't know what signs to right. look
1: for. And, and then he kills him, like could that have been stopped and then you know his family's grieving and everybody's like oh my god it was the devil it's like oh man you see all the rumors that went on and around and oh my god there's a cold and people from other towns are calling and saying oh (laughs) i had a dream about this and that it must be true i mean that's just outrageous but as we know that's how it goes yep with rumors and Panic, moral panic. You know, I, I guess satanic panic would fall under moral panic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
1: Yeah. Well, this one was interesting, nonetheless. So.
0: And left to the realms of <laughs> the, the unexplained. unexplained. Right. If you're new, you can visit us at unexplainedrealms.com. Facebook. Instagram. YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you can get reminders when we drop a new episode. Don't forget to click on our sponsor's links when visiting unexplainedrealms.com with a variety of brands and products to choose from, and the most exclusive deals just for you.